Welcome, friends. My name is Debbie Lawrence, and this is episode 25 of the Compassionate Leader School podcast. You've probably heard about the law of attraction. Well, in his book, Lives of the Stoics, Ryan Holiday wrote about what he called the law of action, not the law of attraction. Instead of envisioning the future you want, I agree with Holiday that we need to do more. We need to create it. Envisioning it is a great starting point, but manifestation needs more than just naming it and thinking about it. It requires action. Look, I married a real philosopher. My husband, Professor Flegel, has dedicated his life to studying and teaching the work of the great philosophers, including that of Marcus Aurelius, my favorite Stoic philosopher. Now, as you can imagine, when you live with a philosopher, you have a built-in professor, and David is always happy to answer my questions. Here's some of what I've learned about my beloved Marcus Aurelius and the philosophy of Stoicism. Stoicism provides a framework for dealing with the stresses of daily life, which, as a leader of one of the most powerful empires in human history, Marcus Aurelius applied that every day of his life. He appreciated that Stoicism is about self-restraint and duty and respect for others. As Aurelius once said, the things you think about determine the quality of your mind. Your soul takes the color of your thoughts. Our life is what our thoughts make it. I love that. Your soul takes the color of your thoughts. Now, as Holiday wrote, the Stoics, like Marcus Aurelius, would say that our thoughts determine the character of the reality we live in. If you see the awfulness in everything, your life will feel awful, even if you're surrounded by wealth and success. If you have a growth mindset, If you consider the very real chance of adversity, for example, you won't be easily discouraged when you fail when you have that growth mindset. If you find something to be grateful for in every situation, you will feel blessed and happy where others feel aggrieved or deprived. Now, here's where the law of action comes in. While there is truth in the notion that perception is reality, what matters is what follows this, which are the actions that you take. When you apply positive thinking to something, it has to be supported by also believing that you can create those positive outcomes and then taking the very steps needed to make that happen. It's about getting going, or as Marcus Aurelius says, no one can stop you from action by action. And it's also important to understand that all positive thinking is the fuel, or or all that positive thinking is, is the fuel that you need to remind yourself that you can endure tough times and you can problem solve your way through anything that's thrown at you. The law of action is about moving forward and not just moving for moving's sake, which could actually leave you going around in circles. And you've probably heard me quote Alfred Montepart, who said, do not confuse motion with progress. A rocking horse is in constant motion, but it never goes anywhere. Well, that's what I want you to avoid. Instead, I want you to be a racehorse, even if you move at a very slow pace. What matters is that you're moving ahead, and I hope in a strategic and thoughtful manner. 
So here's where the one minute sprints come into play. Practicing the law of action is a process. It's one thing to tackle a big project that you may have time blocked for in your calendar, like, I don't know, taking a couple of hours on a Thursday morning to get caught up on your bookkeeping or setting aside a Monday afternoon to work on a major client project. They're all a part of practicing the law of action. But I want to talk about the little things you can do. Those actions that, when done, make all the difference to the big and tiny projects. It's called the one minute or less rule, and it's based on choosing to immediately complete any task that can be finished in one minute or less. Here's my list of 25 suggestions so that you can begin implementing this rule right away, and I call them one minute or less productivity habits. And when done every day, they'll become your difference makers. So here we go. In no particular order, number one, every day, file your notes and papers. Few things clutter a desk quicker than piles of paper and nothing is more frustrating than hunting for a document that's buried in a pile of paper at the moment you most need it. I mean, besides, who needs to put themselves through the angst that just bubbles up when you're hunting for something and you have that fear that you're never going to find it. And remember the records management challenge. You should always organize your paperwork in a way that you're able to put your hands on anything in your office in under a minute. Number two, gather any receipts acquired that day and put them in one envelope that lives in one place and one place only, and that might be in your office or somewhere in your work area. It might be in the kitchen. It might be tucked in a corner by the back door when you come in, wherever it is, whatever works best for you. There should be an envelope. I have one that I work with for every month and I know exactly where it is. And every day I put any receipts that I need to keep in that envelope. And then when it comes time to do my expense claims, my HST return, to reconcile my uh, credit card statements, I'm never sweating it thinking that I have no idea where that receipt is. Number three, respond to your comments on one social media platform like Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. People generally believe it's going to take longer than 60 seconds to do this, but you'll be surprised by how much you can get done in just one minute. Number four, review your calendar at the beginning of the day to make sure you know exactly what's coming up. That way you'll never be caught in a scheduling pickle. And this is going to be one, I'm going to say to you, 10, 15 seconds. That's all it's going to take. And then it's partner, which is number five, review your calendar at the end of the day and look at it for the next day and decide on three things you absolutely want to accomplish by the end of that day and jot them down. This one is a major difference maker. Once you start doing it, you won't be able to not do it. Number six, check your to-do list or your task manager software. I use Asana for mine. Besides, you know, if you think about it, why are we keeping a to-do list if you're not gonna look at it? So that list is there to keep track of your tasks and your priorities so that you don't have to worry about them. 
And th th that's going to be one area where you'll probably want to check it a couple of times a day throughout the day, just to make sure you're doing the things that you committed to doing for that day. And that's how you keep yourself from having that to do list where you have items, and you just keep writing them the on the next list and the next list and the next list, you just get them done that day. And as if you find that you're actually doing that, my recommendation is that you take that task and make it one of your big three for the next day and just get it done. And number seven, gather together any receipts that are going to be needed for a specific expense claim and put them in a designated envelope and attach it to that expense claim if you happen to have it in hard copy form. If you don't use an envelope, if you're going to tuck them in uh, a uh, you know, a small paper slot or put them in a file folder, you're significantly increasing the chance that you'll lose one or more of them. And this one is particularly important for those of you who, through your work, you're submitting a regular expense claim, or, you know, uh, another one that's sort of related to that is if you're keeping a mileage log to be tracking your mileage every single day so that you're not worrying that you're not capturing it. Number eight, Put away your files in the drawer where they belong and put them back in the correct order every single time. Number nine, clear off your desk at the end of the day. If you're anything like me, there's nothing nicer than starting your day with a nice, clean, clear surface. And if you're one of those people that says, oh, no, I need to have all my stuff around me. I would just say to you, give it a try. You might be very surprised by how good it feels to have this nice, clear surface, which also, for me anyway, helps to support much clearer thinking. Um, number 10, if you work out of your vehicle or if you drive a lot for work, empty the car entirely when you arrive home and put any items in designated areas. So, you know, garbage, recycling, if something belongs in your home office, if it belongs in the coat closet, wherever it needs to go, it's designated home. I do this every time I get out of my vehicle. And so every time I get in my vehicle, I never am dealing with any kind of clutter or anything. And it just feels good. Number 11, Deal with your mail by making it a goal to only touch each piece of mail one time, maximum tw two times. Number 12, other than your coffee cup or water bottle, wash any dishes immediately and put them away if you're eating at your desk or in your workspace. Number 13, so we're halfway through. Store office gadgets like staplers, a three-hole punch, your calculator, etc., out of sight now even if you use them every day and this one might surprise me uh, sorry surprise you trust me you will love how it makes you feel just have a designated place for them you don't need to clutter yourself by surrounding yourself with all of these things all of the time number 14 immediately store filled boxes that you need to keep so get rid of those store them in some designated area don't have them stacked up around your workspace is what I'm trying to say. And if you have empty boxes, tear them down right away. And even if you want to keep the boxes, flatten them, tuck them into some storage area, and this will help free up space. And again, you won't be surrounded with that clutter because that clutter clutters your mind. Number 15, 
return AirPods and chargers and the like to their designated drawers or boxes or baskets once you're done with them. Don't have all, again, that clutter surrounding your desk. Number 16, another task, empty full trash cans or bins. It'll take less than a minute and you can try the old housekeeper trick of leaving a small stack. If you're using um, spare or uh, empty bags to replenish them, I always, there. I've got one of these in my office, so I always have this small stack of about a half a dozen bags that I tuck inside my garbage bin on the bottom and then I put the fresh bag over it. So when I lift out the bag that's full and to, to bring it to, for, the, for the garbage, I always have another bag right there at the ready um, and then I never have to go hunting for one. And then while you're at it, deal with your recycling as well. Number 17, return reading materials to their designated home. Especially if you get a magazine and you've looked at a couple of articles and you think, well, I'll just leave that there and I'll get around to it. If you're like most people, and I'm one of those most people, we think that we will, and that could sit there for weeks on end, again, just cluttering up your workspace. Have a designated place for your magazines, and then you can grab it when you need it. Number 18, if you're keeping a performance log, and for those of you who have done some work with me around performance logs, you will know what I'm talking about with this one. Make entries as things occur. A single entry should rarely take you longer than one minute. Number 19, return a phone call or send a message or a text. You know, you have that little opening, you've got a minute or less, you could actually do that. And this is designated for those quick calls that you can easily fit into your day. I also want you to think about how by doing that, it helps you avoid productivity bottlenecks that occur, you know, when something needs to be communicating, you think, oh, I've got to send that person a quick message and, and you keep delaying and delaying. Just take care of it in that moment. 20, send a thank you note to someone who's helped you out recently or check in with a client via email. That will take you about 30 seconds. Number 21, Organize your smartphone by taking a minute every once in a while to delete any apps that you never use, sort the latest photos that you have. If you're uh, filing apps in certain folders, stop every once in a while and do that. And then related to that is number 22, clean up your desktop and your electronic files. Again, you'll be pleasantly surprised by how much you can accomplish in 60 seconds of focused work. Number 23, Take a minute and update some of your online passwords every so often. 24, go through your inbox and unsubscribe from anything that no longer serves you. Boy, nothing will eat up time. Just when you get all of those emails to things that in the moment you thought, oh yes, I'd love to receive that, but you never have time to read it. And so you're always moving it around, putting it in a folder, putting it in a, its own designated folder, or say, I'm going to read it. It just clutters things up. So be very, very thoughtful um, and very deliberate about what you're going to allow to come in to your inbox. And number 25, take a minute every day. It'll only take a minute or less and check out headline news from your favorite news sources so that you can stay current with what's happening around you. I'm not saying go and read the whole article. I'm just saying glance 
and see what's happening in that moment in the world. Now that's my quick hit list of 25 and I'm sure you can probably think of 25 others. Think of these as micro habits and when you do them consistently, I think of them with these little one minute sprints, they'll make a real difference to how you function at work, which is why I call them difference makers. All right, my compassionate leaders, your take action challenge this week is to practice the law of action by choosing five things from that list above, or you can always add some of your own and do those five things every day for the next seven days. So that's five minutes or less a day. I think you can take that on. Finally, I want to remind you, if you haven't done so already, please go to my website, debbielawrence.ca and sign up for this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you're hearing, leave a comment, write a review, or encourage a friend or colleague to also tune in. I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, here's to giving ourselves permission to show up as open, fierce, and compassionate leaders, and always to living life abundantly. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.